listening to Talks for Change, a podcast series which aims to share innovative ideas that inspire across various disciplines whilst celebrating achievements and ideas from Curtin University's Young Alumni community. This podcast, along with the Young Alumni program, is really special because it's for Young Alumni by Young Alumni. We hope you enjoy this month's episode. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Sarah. I'm a graduate of Curtin, having studied a Bachelor of Arts in Mass Communications. Uh, I fell in love with this university and decided I didn't want to leave. So I've held a couple of positions here ever since, um, particularly in future student recruitment. And I also spent a bit of time in Curtin's AHEAD team, which is an educational outreach program, which assists uh, high school students from disadvantaged backgrounds in considering their options at university. And I did actually take an eight month career break in the middle to travel the world. Um, So I'll be hosting this month's episode, but I am sure that you would rather be hearing from our young alumna and their story. So our special guest today is calling in all the way from sunny Darwin, and she graduated from a Bachelor of Arts in Mass Communications in 2012 as well. So Amy and I actually go way back. We, We shared a class together in documentary production, And she also trained me up in my first ever job here at Curtin and became a bit of a mentor to me during my transition into the workplace. Now, since graduating, uh, Amy has been incredibly busy. Uh, They've sold out comedy shows, including Darwin Festival and both Perth and Adelaide Fringe Festivals. They've actually founded their own business and was named not only Darwin's Young Citizen of the Year in 2016, but also one of the top 10 under 30 people in the music industry in that same year. They've also found the time to get married, to get a puppy, and they continue to smash their their bucket list. So with that, I think I'd better ask our first question, allowing our very special guests to introduce themselves. So Amy, tell us, who are you? (laughs) Hello, Sarah. Um, Hello, everybody. Hi, Amy. (laughs) Um, This is amazing. I'm so stoked to be reconnected with Curtin. feels very, very special, but who am I? I am uh, an annoyingly energetic and enthusiastic human who basically has developed this really cool thing in Darwin where my business structure and the work that I do is if I can make something more fun, then I say yes to it. So I'm living a really joyous, fun life uh, up here in Darwin. uh, And I'm very grateful that Curtin um, gave me some skills to make that happen. Fantastic. Now, now that we know a little bit about who you are, before I ask you to discuss your journey from Curtin to Darwin to owning your own business, I want to know about comedian Amy and the importance of humour and silliness. Oh, look, well, I, I've been doing comedy for about five years now. Uh, I never thought I'd be doing comedy when I was back at Curtin University. It just wasn't something that came across uh, my mind. I always had a big ego, which is 50% of comedy. So I thought, (laughs) um, you know, there was something that I could have done. But when I moved to Darwin, this is a strange place where lots of weird and wonderful opportunities sort of present themselves. And I got pushed onto an open mic stage uh, back in 2012. Uh, no, 2014. I don't even know. Uh, maths was never my strong point. That's why I did an arts degree, guys. But I got pushed onto an open mic stage and didn't die. <laughs> I wasn't the worst thing that congratulations. Had... Yeah, thank you. I wasn't the worst thing anyone had ever seen. So I kept on going from there. And uh, since then, I've been doing 
comedy shows and touring around Australia and uh, hosting corporate events up in Darwin and doing the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and Perth Fringe and just exceeding the zero expectations I had when I started this journey. Um, but I do think that comedy and humour and silliness is essential for business and for workplaces because if you can't laugh at yourself then I think you're going to be a bit more stressed and a little bit more worried about the work that you're doing but also I think that humour is such a great connector with other human beings and my business being in media and communications being able to connect with people and engage them and make them feel a part of something um, I'm glad that I have something like humour as a, as a tool in my little toolkit of mass communications to build those communities and those people and those partnerships so yeah I think it's really important plus like you imagine like your your lovely old lady Fiona in accounts who works real hard every day in a business <laughs> who's just forever plodding away making sure everyone gets paid if you can bring in a bit of a smile and a bit of humor to her day um she'll then go and make somebody else happy and they'll go and make somebody else happy in the office and gradually you snowball a community of joy so I'm a big believer in humor and silliness and happiness in workplaces and in work Fantastic. And I think we can all relate to that and that we all know a Fiona. Yes, Fiona and Accounts. How you going, mate? Good. I hope you're listening to this podcast too. <laughs> yeah. And was there much of a, uh, a, a comedy industry in Darwin before you arrived or, or was that something that you've helped kind of establish yeah, since I mean, moving up there? Yeah, I mean, because you've, you've been up there, Sarah. You've seen the comedy scene. I put you on a stage <laughs> once before and that's a, that's a warning have. to any Curtin uh, alumnus that are listening that, you know, you may get pushed onto a stage if you come to Darwin, so please be careful. Um, <laughs> it's, oh, look, there wasn't much. There was an open mic night once a month that five people used to rock up at and just try jokes and then a few of us sort of got together and went no nah, we could do better than this and we've created this community of comedy up in Darwin with regular nights and touring acts and support acts so if somebody comes up and they're doing a show we'll pitch somebody to be their support act and I think it's really humbling that Darwin sort of embraced that push and that comedy has become a really big part of the art scene up here where it wasn't before so that's something I'm pretty proud of um like doing in Darwin uh and also it helps me so I'm a big I'm a big fan of things that help me so that worked out in the long run but yeah it's it's cool now you can come up and see a show um on the first and last Thursday of a month or bump into a comedian and I think a lot of people in Darwin have accidentally tried it as well which is it's just cool <laughs> so I guess for us down in cold wintry Perth at the moment if, if you're craving a bit of a laugh then Darwin might be a good place to to go and get that yeah I mean all of your comedic I've... influence <laughs> I've completely forgotten what winter feels like, so I apologise to everyone down there that's that's listening and currently cold and a bit uh, rugged up because up here we don't get winter. I was complaining this morning because it was like 20 degrees or 18 degrees in the morning and I had to put on my tracky pants. Was, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Once it gets below 20 degrees, how do you cope? Oh, we're just spoiled, I guess. So, no, nah, Darwin, <laughs> Darwin this time of year is spectacular, so it's the best time to escape the cold and we have a zillion festivals on during the dry season because everyone goes perfect weather let's put on a party so it's yeah I, I mean I'm not sleeping basically until September because there is so much to do up here <laughs> oh dear oh dear um moving on to um a bit more about your journey actually uh you've been on quite the journey since moving up there about five or six years ago now wasn't it um yeah. <laughs> and you've achieved so much both professionally and personally 
And I'm thinking um, there would be a number of our young alumni listening to this asking, how have you managed it? So I'm curious, how did you go from being a mass communication student and as a Curtin student ambassador to a business founder, successful comedian, and what I would call a positive change maker? Oh, bless. Um, thank you. Uh, oh. It's such a strange thing to think about how you get from one place to the other because we're always so busy we don't usually reflect and stop and go, okay, well, how did I get from here to here? And I think I've been very fortunate in that I've had a lot of supporters and a lot of advocates who've given me opportunities and um, made me feel like I could do anything. Like I've never once doubted that I couldn't start a business. I mean, you know, every day that I have a business, I go, what am I doing? You're an idiot. But like, I never, <laughs> there was never anything when I was making it happen that made me go, oh, you can't do this. So I feel very privileged that I've had that support um, the whole time, um, whether it's been from friends like yourselves and other ambassadors or my family or my, my beautiful husband, Paul, it's been a constant stream of, yeah, you can do it. And what's the worst that can happen if it doesn't work? And I think, I'm fortunate in that, and I mean, I, I'm plugging curtain a bit here, but there was some stuff in my degree that just made me look for opportunities. I think that was something I really took out of my degree in mass comm was that there are different ways and opportunities to use your skills. And when I moved up to Darwin, I just saw that there was a gap in a lot of organisations and events, just having somebody that can jump into different projects and help in that communication space. And I had the skills to, to do that. And I guess seeing that opportunity um, is, is a skill that I'm really grateful that I had. So I think that's definitely helped. But, I, you know, there's no, there's no one thing. I think in this, in this wonderful, crazy world that we live, you go down this path and you see like, a fork in the road or whatever and you go oh which way am I going to go what happens if I choose the wrong one I don't think that there is a wrong choice you just pick one and you go and then you pick another one and you go and that's the way that you end up being where you are and I think the more time we worry about whether we made the right choice or worrying about the choice that's coming up ahead we're not really present or doing what we're doing in that time so I've just really focused on being here and now as much as possible and not worrying about what decisions I made a few years about years back and what decisions I have to make in the future. It's all about just doing things right now and that's probably the best thing that I've done, I reckon. You, Curtin's young alumni, are emerging as the next generation of leaders, creators, game changers, innovators and more. So make sure you keep your details up to date with the alumni and community relations team so you don't miss out on exciting news and event information. And always tag Curtin Young Alumni when posting photos and stories on social media. I think that message will resonate with a lot of listeners as well. I think there are so many possible choices that we could make. And I think that kind of... Um, that creates a bit of paradox of choice for some people. I know a lot of people become stressed about decision-making, but I think that's a really beautiful message that, um, you know, a decision you make isn't necessarily going to be the wrong one and, and there is no wrong decision and just going with the flow. Yeah. Um, and I it's, think that's really powerful. And it's sort of like we, we have so much information now, you know, like we have so much information so that there are more choices which does create more stress. And you go, oh, well... I want to be informed about this choice, but if you just keep on going with that worrying about the future, you, 
you run out of that time that you have now, I think. But I mean, that's that's much a motivation in terms of enjoying business and being present and seeing opportunities as it is in happiness generally. Like I think that's where a lot of happiness can come from is letting go of that fear of the past and the future and just having a go at the present. It's a pretty good time to be around. <laughs> it actually sounds like you're a bit of a mindfulness advocate. You? <laughs> Sometimes I, I, could, I can't meditate. I've got zero capacity to meditate because my brain is always like the moment I stop thinking, my brain's like, oh, comedy idea. And then I'm like, oh, I can't just let the, the thought go past me. I need to write that down because it might be the next zinger that helps my show. But, nah, so I, do you ever sleep? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I sleep well. I sleep really well, um, which is great. Did you ask me if I sleep? Yeah, you did. Like <laughs> I I sleep so well because I've got I've got I've got some rules about sleep time for me because this is a valuable thing listeners. Um sleep is very important. So one of the things that I do is I make sure at eight o'clock every night all of my screens are off. So there's no phones, there's no computers, there's no whatever. It's away so that I am ready for sleep when it's sleep time and my brain isn't activated by conversations or social media and things. So I sleep really good. We have an old <laughs> and have you found that yeah, have you found that implementing that that change in your routine has has assisted with your quality of sleep and your quality of life? Yeah, I've been doing it for a year now. Eight o'clock, that phone is away, and I sleep so good. We've got an old school alarm sort of situation, so we don't even need the phone for the alarm. It's an old school thing that you tap and it's off. But yeah, it certainly wow. has helped with the sleep and helped with the, the the general well-being. So if you're feeling a bit stressed at the moment, maybe try that. Set set your own rules around your phones and social media. I find that to be one of the biggest things at the moment. Mm, and especially because a large part of your uh, your your kind of ro- your your business is communicating with people through social media. So I guess for you it's nice to be able to switch off. Yeah, I'm on it all the time. And that's the thing, we're also accessible all the time with social media. And I do so much work with young people and teenagers so they're always on social media as well so I'll get messages at random times with questions about the next event that we're putting up or what they need to do but I've been very clear with everybody that it's like eight o'clock you're not going to get a reply um (laughs) unless you send me a funny video of a dog and then I might watch it but that's you know yeah (laughs) yeah dogs are always an exception on social (laughs) media (laughs) totally cats cats for some people as well yeah Dogs. Dogs for the win. Yeah. Absolutely. We're not going to split the audience by being like dog people only, but, you know, <laughs> dog people only. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, we've discussed so much and your journey has been quite an incredible one. Therefore, I feel the need to ask one more question to finish up. What advice do you have for the members of our young alumni community? Maybe for those that are interested in starting their own business or those that may be feeling that they need a change. Oh, so many things I want to say. Look, I think my number one piece of advice for everybody is to be kind to yourself. Like we, we can be our worst critics and we can be the people that actually stop ourselves from experimenting and trying because we don't trust ourselves or aren't kind to ourselves. And I think sometimes you just got to check that self-talk and see, hey, would I say that to a friend? Like, why would I say it to myself? And and my big mantra for this year is uh, that comparison is the thief of joy. Like, mm. so often we look at somebody else and go, oh, why don't I have that? Or we see somebody else's success and go, oh, that's not fair. Why can't I have that? Or we see somebody get a promotion and we go, well, maybe I should be aiming for higher things. But I think a lot of that dissatisfaction comes from us comparing against others as opposed to just 
doing your own thing and owning that, you know, like if you switch off those blinkers and stop looking at the grass on the other side, imagine what you're going to discover like in your own like backyard, you know, there's so much, there's so much that you're doing and I don't think we spend enough time celebrating our own successes. So finding ways to reward yourself and not comparing to others is probably, yeah, the most useful thing because you can look at somebody who's gone on a great career journey or started a business or won awards and go oh well I'm not good enough but you know what you actually are you are good enough you're doing you and that's the that's the most exciting thing that you could possibly can do because no one else is you I think anyway (laughs) I think that's um really valuable advice um self-compassion being being the tool to help you stop comparing yourself to others I think that is really lovely and something we could all take away from this recording um and I think that's, yeah, that's, that's really a great place to stop, I think. So thank you, Amy, for taking the time to talk with me today and for sharing your journey with the young alumni community. I'd like to also say thank you to all of you for listening. Feel free to leave any comments or questions either on this podcast or on our Facebook page, either for myself, for the board, or most importantly, for Amy. And we will do our best to reply. Um, Amy, it's been an absolute pleasure. I feel like we've gone back to university and we're doing another film project together. (laughs) Uh, It's brought back a bit of nostalgia. I'm getting a bit sentimental. But uh, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Darwin. And um, we wish you all the best with the rest of your year and the rest of the dry season. Yeah, thank you so much. It's such such a privilege to still be connected with my university, even though I'm on the other side of the country. So... Thank you to the young alumni and everyone there. And I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed the podcast and and continue to listen to the other stories of humans that have been through uh, the wonderful Curtain world. If you think that you or another Curtain graduate under 35 has an amazing story to tell or are interested in being part of Talks for Change, drop us a line at youngalumni at curtain.com dot edu dot au